Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Man, I'm upset. You're upset? Yeah. Angry style upset? Mm. Frustrated. Tell us why. Well, you know, I know the president. He's kind of nuts. I know this. Like a sack of nuts. I think the last president was a massive narcissist. Okay. I think this president is a massive narcissist. But the last president was smart enough to not let everybody know every single thought he was having. Okay. This president is not smart enough not to let every single person know every single thought he's having. And like Scott was saying, tweeting? Who cares if he tweets all fucking day long about things? As long as he doesn't reveal secrets, right. doesn't try to negotiate trade deals and shit via Twitter, and doesn't badmouth other people. I liked what Scott said about it being like a 21st century fireside chat. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And, um, but the thing is, now Trump's come out and said, you know, the time of economic surrender is over. Right. And that we, as a country, are going to renegotiate bad trade deals that have come from the past. And we're going to enforce trade rules here in our country to protect our workers. Right. And people will scream and bitch and moan about that. I'm sure they will. One side is going to scream and bitch and moan about the economic policies, because it's not fair to the other countries. And the other side is going to scream and bitch and moan about the maternity leave thing, because it's not fair to people who don't procreate. Right. You, you nailed it. I mean, like, those are going to be the arguments. But here's the point. To me, in my way of thinking, I'm going to put it to you guys like this. Let's say that you live in a family of 15 siblings. Jesus, hell your lot. your parents were polygamous type people, not religiously, but just like your dad had like five wives. I don't know. Somehow you're you're a member of a family of fifteen. You guys, little kids. My grandpa know. had thirteen siblings. Okay, well, he apparently was Mormon, or he was crazy. No, it was in, he was born in like nineteen ten. Ah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't know what caused that. <laughs> that's funny anyway, yes, anyway, anyway, anyway 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 so you're in that family of 15 <laughs> right and five of the guys five of the guys have most of the money right right the other 10 kind of have a mixture of you know they're okay down to oh my god i'm barely making it okay right? So you got five in the family that are rich. I'm talking like filthy rich. Okay. And then the other people are just kind of like, you know, maybe right. the, the ten, number number one out of the ten might be like a, a doctor. Okay. Okay. And then it just kind of goes down from there. Okay. Right. And I don't really care about what job line you attach it's basically the idea that there's tiered amount of income inside that group. You know, some okay. are higher, some are lower. It right. doesn't matter what. Basically, doctor reasons. down to like slave. 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what the reason is. Exactly. Okay. How do you think you would feel if you were one of the rich ones and you you intimately know what goes on because you're part of the family, right? Correct. Okay, well, because you know what goes on, you know how little Billy contributes to the family. You just right. know it because you're part of the family, right? But you've managed to make it rich. You're worth like $100 million. And Billy comes to you and says, I need help with uh, buying my apartment building because I'm tired of paying rent and I want you to buy my apartment building. If you keep saying yes over and over, you what starts out as helping me with my rent once in a while turns into buy my apartment building so I don't have to pay rent, which turns into, hey, how about everybody, since I'm here, I'll be the manager and I get half the rent money that you collect here. And it just, as you see what I'm saying, it just slowly uh-huh. gets more and more selfish. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, at some point, aren't you, as the rich one, going to say, look, dude, I am not working my ass off to support you. Right. Because you don't contribute anything. And the truth is, dude, if you contributed 20 bucks to the groceries every month, I'd pay for everything else. Right? Like, that's, you You could literally say that to somebody if you pay that and they still, but you know that they're so lazy that they're not going to even contribute the 20 bucks. They're too selfish. So wouldn't you just cut them off at that point? Yes. And say, like, until you're contributing something, we're done, right? Okay, well, that's how I see what he's saying about the era of economic surrender is over. How ridiculous is it that there's certain countries in the world that... Do nothing? Do absolutely nothing for anybody. Uh-huh. But they expect the United States, and even Canada to some extent, you know, England. They, they, expect, they expect these larger countries to just, here, hand us some money. We need money for this. Oh, you know what? You better be careful. The Taliban are moving into Pakistan. Pakistan needs money to fight it. And we get to say what happens to the money, not you. You don't get to say what happens to the money. Because they know that, you know what? We may have the largest military, basically, in the world. Probably maybe second or third largest, but, but up there. But you can't cover everywhere. Right. You know, you just can't. I mean, if you got China messing around... They got more troops than we do. So we can't exactly go put a platoon of, you know, X, you know, 50,000 or 100,000 troops over there and fight against their, you know, million guys. It's crazy. It's just insane. But people are going to whine that, oh, but, you know, what about poor Nigeria? Well, tell them to get their freaking Nigerian scammer people busy and make money that way. Because they're certainly making a lot of money. I mean, stop begging for money for us. Dude, I'm tired of it. <laughs> and, it, and you know what? A big part of how we can stop spending money. Let's be real. Nobody's going to say, hey, there's humanitarian efforts going on, but I'm not, fuck you, I'm not giving you the money. But how about, maybe you guys, we're going to pull back the 50,000 troops over there. We're going to pull 25,000 back. You replace them with 25,000 of your own. We'll train your 25,000. Then we'll train another 25,000. And then after a while, all of our 25,000 now will be down to 0,000 or maybe 25 left behind as advisors. And we'll take over everything. Right? Do you know that's a big part of what the Canadian military does as a yeah. peacekeeping nation? Yeah, but what we, we do is, but what we do is we go over there Blow the shit out of we everything. the shit out of whomever it is that's that's invaded because 
Hell, we can send 400,000 people out there and fucking missiles that do shit. They can drive it like a damn video game. Boom. Goodbye, terrorist. I saw a video during the Iraq invasion, and the freaking terrorist was, was under a goddamn truck three miles from this helicopter. And they could see the bastard under the truck from three miles. They have a lens that can see three fucking miles in the dark. In the dark. What the fuck? And then, and then, listen, listen, they go, uh, requesting permission to, uh, engage. And they're like, you know, they come back, please confirm where you see the location. And like, he, there are two trucks. He is under the back of the second truck underneath. Okay, confirm second truck as target. Second truck as target. Fire, fire. Boom, there's no more truck, no more terrorist, dude. Goodbye. From three miles away. That guy with his little rocket launcher grenade shit, he couldn't possibly hit them from three miles away. So we were safe. That's why these little idiots lose the bigger battles. Because the bigger countries like Russia and the United States can mop the ground with them from a distance. It's the coolest thing. Have you ever watched any of those documentaries on these freaking weapons? What do you think? Yeah, I would think so. It's the coolest thing. I think it's amazing. Dear, I've been on military bases and seen some of these weapons. Ah, it blows my mind, though, that you can see. And that, I mean, come on, this was, holy shit, mm, 10 years ago? So, okay, if the technology for the lens was three miles in the pitch black freaking dark in the middle of the desert 10 years ago, I'm going to bet you they can see 100 miles away now. Um, The ones we used on our... our um... We had a camping thing that was in Cold Lake, which is a military base in Canada. Right. And the ones we got to use for the games they had for us could see three miles in the dark. And they let teenagers see? use those. Yeah, see, I'm telling you. The technology is really better. crazy. Heck, I saw a picture of myself in my Facebook memories the other day standing in front of an F-18 fighter jet going... Yeah. No, it's... I think, diggity. I think military technology is amazing. And frankly, that's where I draw the line as well on gun control issues. I think that nobody in private citizenry needs to have an own military-grade weapons. weapons. Nobody. Sorry, they don't. You know, I mean, beyond that, I don't care if Jimmy John has a rifle and that guy has a couple pistols. I don't give a shit about that. Careful now. Your gun control ideals are becoming a little bit Canadian. I don't give a shit about any of those guns. <laughs> I don't think that's true. You guys aren't supposed to have guns unless you go get a damn permit. That isn't what I said. You take a two-hour course. Fans Still have to get the permit. Yeah. And apparently they don't issue that many of the permits anymore. Oh, the hunting license ones. Anybody yeah. can get one. Anybody can get one. Literally anyone. And you'd be crazy as shit and get it. Get one of those. But the bottom and line here is we don't have anything like that in place. And I would only have a problem with military-grade weapons and higher. Anything else, right. if people want to buy it, I mean, I think I would classify all automatic weapons as military-grade. That's how I would classify them. Why, why does Joe Blow, living down the hallway from us in this apartment building, need a semi-automatic or fully automatic weapon? Right. On what planet is that? It's for self-defense, supposedly. Well, it's for self-defense, supposedly, right? Is That's he why you have it in your house. the entire militia, militia well, right, of cats? Right. I mean, like, what I mean, is happening here? I mean, I'm going to sound stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
It's like, what does he think he is? MacGyver back there is coming at him, and so he's going to have to shoot 15 people at one time? Come on now. Mac- even MacGyver would do it with a regular pistol. Come on! I just have to reload. What's for the He would have done it, too. <laughs> or he would have had a second gun down his butt crack. He would have something, somehow, somewhere, he would have finished the guy off. MacGyver references are just the worst. Or, or there'd be ten guys coming at him, and he'd run out at five, and he'd have to reload, and the guy would get, like, two feet away from him. Bang! Oh, he just got him. That's how those shows there work. There are people who can reload those guns in, like, less than ten seconds. Have you ever watched NASCAR people take tires off of cars? That Every single type of whatever mechanical thing is interesting. There are shows that, oh, I'm a, I'm a dude that I can take the head gasket off of a car in, you know, 1.9 seconds. And the dude just goes, there, I'm done. There How the hell? Six different types of rifles that the teenager cadets were, like, authorized to shoot at different, different mm-hmm. ranges. And we went to this range competition once, and they had a demonstration of these military dudes, like, assembling and disassembling guns. Oh my god, it was crazy. They could do the big ones in, like, 12 seconds. This is going to be a controversial episode. So far we have talked positively about President Orange. Which is the worst, and not the usual thing for us. It is the usual thing for us. At best, we're neutral. A lot of times, I'm like, at best. There's been maybe twice in the last year that we've been like, okay, that guy's got the right idea there. Well, for me to say that he's done something right is crazy because I'm way lefter than you are. Yes. Way more you left. sure are. Way more and left. And that's good. I don't care. But the point is... But for us to agree that he point is, like, Yeah, it's like, wow. You know, the guy... And, and people are going to be pissed about it. But you're right. What a smart move. He, in one paragraph, he put the conservatives back in his pocket and some of the liberals back in his pocket because he appealed to a social program, paid family leave, and he appealed to protecting our jobs, no more economic surrender. What a great phrase. The way I kind of see it and the way I kind of look at it is if you, if you know a person and they're like, Basically trying to please everybody else, but you see them kind of getting super run down, and they're, like, trying to have some crazy issues. Yeah. And you see them, and you're like, bro, you need to take care of yourself first. Because this cannot do anything for anybody else. Well, why doesn't the country do that? The country's in kind of a shitty state. We all know this. Why should it not take some time and focus on itself? Right. For now. If it changes that ten years from now, that's... Now let's say, let's say in my family example, though, let's say that people disagree and the rich guy should help the other guy out and he should do all those things. You know why they're going to say? Because it's your brother. Okay. But now let's add to the story. So we'll go along with that. Okay. It's your brother. You should buy him his apartment building and you should share half the rent with him. It is your brother after all. Right. And you've got enough money to live and die forever. Okay. Then that guy finds out he has cancer. And now he has to fight the cancer. Suddenly people are going to say, yeah, he, he needs to step, like you just said, he needs to take a step back. He needs to start focusing on himself and he needs to beat this cancer. That's what he needs to do. And seriously, other than his health situation being um, more in your face, the situations are no different. Because in the first situation where they're saying he's bad and he should do it for his brother, don't forget he knows the willingness of that person to contribute to the family. In situation A, the 
non-rich brother needs to take some time and focus on himself and do things for himself, maybe pull himself out of the situation he's in. And in situation B, the rich brother needs to focus on himself and take care of himself. Right. Like, But in either case, the rich brother isn't wrong. Basically, I feel like what we're trying to say is people who are struggling need to do everything they can do to get out of their situation. For themselves and not worry so much about other people. And even, I'm sorry, it even comes down to other people's feelings about things, you know? If if someone someone's going to get butt hurt, let's say I have a friend that does, let's say like, like David, you know, he's going to be um, leaving his contract here like in May. Let's say he starts competing for some of the same bids that we put out. Right. Well, I'm not going to feel bad if we win and he doesn't. Well, you shouldn't, because those, that's the kind of situation where you need to look out for yourself. Right. That's what I'm talking about. There are pl- pl- times and places where you should take care of others, and there are times and places where you should take care of right. yourself. And I, think, and I think that's the thing we're talking about with countries, is the right. whole country as a whole needs to stop being the police officer for the whole world. And if we stopped being the police officer for the whole world, you know how much money would come back to this country? A lot of money. And that, guess what? That doesn't... That doesn't actually defund any of the budget for the other companies. Because let's say, let's just say that the cost of having the military in, I don't know, Afghanistan is $50 billion a year. Who the hell knows if that's a realistic or high or low estimate. But let's say it's $50 billion a year, okay? But let, and let's say the aid we're giving to the Afghanistan government is $50 billion, Right? Right. If we were to just pull all of our troops out of Afghanistan and bring them back home, we wouldn't save all $50 because you're still going to have to feed the, them back here and house them and whatever. Back to duty pays a but, lot lower or a lot higher. A lot higher, right. So you're going to save a lot, though. So let's say you save 80%. So now you're talking about $10 billion that you're paying versus $50 billion. Save $40 billion. But guess what? How much aid are you still giving? To Afghanistan as a, as a government, $50 billion because that number never got touched. All you did was bring your own troops back, and that's where the savings is. Well, I feel like that would also open up a lot of resources if the military here needed to go, if there was a country that yes. they decided they needed to help instead of... Yes. But again, and my example of this is, the leaders of the countries, they know that that country over there, their leadership has zero interest in contributing to the world community. And all they ever want to do is put their hand out and ask for help. And, oh, we're not going to worry about the blah, blah, blah people that have invaded over there and taken it. Because they only took over like one mile of our land. We're not going to worry about it. Then all of a sudden they took over 300 miles of their land. And they're like, United States, come help us, please. Why? What have you done for us? And, and here's the thing. I'm not saying that if we give a billion dollars to a country that they should give a billion dollars back. No, you're saying. But if they, they contribute there needs to be something, a mutual respect there. Yes, and they need to contribute something, and even if it's not cash, maybe maybe they can contribute research on weapons or something that they're working on. I mean, who knows? Countries could cooperate with one another. The world would be a different place. Because let's face it, that's what criminal organizations do. They cooperate with one another. As long as you don't touch my area, and I don't touch yours, we can work together. So if you're a marijuana seller and I'm a gun seller, we can work together. You can get a deal over here on guns and I'll let you mark it up and make a profit off of it. I'll sell it to you at a little bit above my cost and then you can sell it above your cost. And this guy's getting a good deal and you're making money and I'm making money. 
and vice versa. I, you'll let me sell marijuana a little bit above your cost just so I can make a little bit of money. But if either one of us tried to go like into, if I tried to go into the marijuana trade fully, you'd shut me down. And that's the point. If people, if, if countries got along in such a way that they worked together on issues, problems would be solved. And it's not so much whining all the time. Always the whining. I feel like I feel like every country should be giving what they can give to the world community. So if your country is like super intelligent, because there are some countries that have like the top universities in the world. Yeah. So if intelligence is where you can contribute to the world stage, that's where you should be contributing. Exactly. And that country and that it has specifically a value. referring to does do that. Well, and it has a value. You know what I'm saying? Like it has a value to the world community, and that's what that's what needs to happen. You know, like when you're in a family. The common problem that you hear is, oh, so-and-so doesn't contribute. Well, the kids, the way they contribute is by trying to do their chores when you ask them to. Sometimes they're really good about it and sometimes they're not, but that's not even the point. That's their contribution. You know, and following the rules, that's part of their contribution. And then our contribution, you know, is providing cash to the business we call the family, you know, uh-huh. and um, it doesn't matter who makes more. We put it together. It's our money. And so that's why we support one another all the way. So if, you know, if I needed help on something, you'd help me. And if you need help, I help you. And it isn't a game of, no, 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 I'm busy and I, I, I want to make more than you. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to prove a point here. And that kind of goes back to the whole discussion we had last night and Sunday on the chatting show. Imagine somebody thinking that someone's going to go to those lengths to screw with them. Like, seriously, who has time for that? Like, it just makes me dawn on me when we're talking about this topic because you get too far removed. And that's kind of what the person is saying you had to do in order to pull it off. And you go, who has the time nor the energy to go five levels down the, the, the road and bail on a person and hide. Who has the energy to think that far through on something simple like that? When, of course, I could have just went, oh, turn off the server, click. Oh, bummer. You mean like you're going to do in one hour and 39 minutes? Yes, that's right. Now you all know what time it is. Anyway, I think that there's things that this guy has done that are good, and there's things that are horrendous, and then there's things that are just, eh. There's things. And I think that if you want to have credibility in a political discussion, you've got to acknowledge all three of those things. And you know what? That's what's funny. Like when I talk to like one of those people who's like anti-Trump no matter what, yeah. people about something he did well, like the tax cut, for instance. I don't see a big problem with the tax cut. Right. I see I some see I see some issues, but I mean, there's got to be trade-offs, but that's the thing. There has to be trade-offs in order to make things work. You can't just, you can't just cut everywhere. Some things have to be cut that would normally help you. Right. Because you got to balance both sides out. Right. So I, you know, I, I I talked to him about that. No, 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 no. Well, what, what makes me notice is that those people aren't being realistic. Of course not. And therefore they lose credibility, at least in my mind. Because it doesn't match up to reality what they're saying. Like I saw a thing in there. Gavin Newsom 
I cannot stand, posted a thing about, you know, so many years ago, so many years ago, um, Nixon gave a State of the Union address and demanded that the Watergate investigations be stopped and that there was nothing that had been found in years and nothing was going to be found. And they were anticipating Trump doing the same thing about Russia. So in the comments, it's all that. so some guy says, well, he's already committed four impeachable offenses, so he should be impeached. And someone said, cool, could you just detail what those four impeachable offenses are? And someone else said, wow, could you please detail what the four impeachable offenses are? And then someone else said, four impeachable offenses, question mark? And what are those, question mark? And it went on and 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 on like that, right? And someone says, look at all the Russian trolls trying to convince us that um, Trump is, isn't, isn't impeachable right now. Well, they tried, remember? And it was like overwhelming no versus yes. I mean, it's, it's just funny to me because... So it's basically the go-to thing when somebody disagrees that you're a Russian troll. That's the way it is now. Yeah, that's the way it is now. Sweet Jesus. And I mean... I'm going to tell everybody they're a Russian troll. But I get a kick out of the whole thing because they, they see me defending something and suddenly I'm one of the trolls or I'm a Trumpster or a Trumpanzee. And I laugh because... Trumpanzee. Because like we just said, the majority of the time we don't agree with anything he says. Then... Then occasionally we're neutral and once in a blue moon we're like wow he did something good you know right so i just think people need to be more fair in their approach and think about where they're forcing your hand because like i said people are going to bitch and moan about uh him not helping other countries mm -hmm. and if you think it through to the bitter end you could still help the other countries mm -hmm. and save us money there are ways. Yep. Now, what always concerns me with this dude, though, is he's very impulsive, and he doesn't seem to have the patience to, like, put together a three-year plan to withdraw from XYZ country. I really hope he doesn't just... <laughs> you know, because thing, that's a poor life. Yeah, I mean, he's... That just makes more of a mess. He's the, the type, place. though, that would do that, and you and I both know that. Uh -huh. When you do that, you leave the country unstable... And then somebody scary moves in, and then they bomb the shit out of your country because they hate your religious values. Yeah. It's how it's gone. Multiple times. Let's learn from the past. <laughs> well, that's what's interesting, and I guess I was never really a big fan of history. I felt like there was too many... It's kind of funny when you consider what I do for a living. Um, I felt like there was too many facts that you had to remember. Yeah, I just thought history should have been all about the event and not really given so many shits about the dates. Yeah, and understanding why those things layer together. Makes way. That's is, what my history classes were like. Is more is better than well, I'm gonna tell you something. And when I was in school, it went kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. That was one school called um primary school. Okay. Then you would go to junior high, which was 7th, 8th, and ninth was junior high. Uh -huh. And that's why they now call it middle school, because they only do two years, and it's in between elementary and high school. But then you'd go into high school in 10th grade, and you'd be there 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. So, so you're only in high school for three years. Like it, yeah, it was only three. It was, it was seven years. <laughs> it was seven years, three years, three years. Huh? And 
that's what the schools in like see the cities that are big enough to have enough people. That's what the schools are like. But what was really stupid was because when it was earlier than that, before that, it had been the way it is now. Where it's two and then four. And what would happen is this teacher would teach history. Then this high school teacher would reteach history because certain other schools didn't teach the history. It's like Mitchell reading the same book in the seventh grade that he's going to have to read again in the tenth grade. Right. And what would happen? And what exactly happened was when you switched to seventh, eighth, ninth, and then tenth, eleventh, twelfth, your eighth grade U.S. history class went up to a certain point in history and stopped. Then your ninth grade history history class, no, your ninth grade history class started at the exact same point and ended at the exact same point because that used to be the refresher when you hit high school. Um, And so they just never changed the curriculum. And you're like, so for me, it killed my love of any kind of history because I was like, wah, wah, wah. I've already heard this already. I don't need to hear this again. This is boring. The history curriculum that I took was significantly different. It was more like 70% what's going on in the world now. And then they have it structured from K to 12 for a different topic for each year. Well, see, well, three different topics for each year. But when you get older, you realize that that's exactly the right way to do it. Because yeah. the importance of history is the lessons you learn, not the... And then on the third day of the conflict, they met Wichiwa Wallywick, who had his henchmen with him. And they massacred the American general in front of his troops. Like when you talk- I mean, that's not, that's not the important part. The important part is the fact that they ambushed him and massacred him. Not when... And not how many days in it was. Who gives a crap? Like when you talk about World War One, you know the approximate years when it started and ended. Why do you need to remember the exact date? Right. I understand that the whole November 11th thing, that makes you remember when it ended, all that good stuff. But you don't know, do you remember the date when the dude was assassinated that caused the entire war? No. no you just know that the dude was assassinated and caused the entire war. And you're okay with that. Exactly. Because I don't care what that's the inconsistency. But, but that's the inconsistency in a class is that they're okay with stuff like that, but they're not okay with you not knowing the exact year that it ended and the exact year that it began. Right. Who cares? Like when I was working with Alyssa on on the history dates, and she thought she thought she was gonna have to know all the dates exactly. It turned out he just he did the smart thing. Give me an estimated date of when blah 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 happened. So if it was sixteen thirteen. If she put 1600 or 1620, that's good enough. It's close enough. That answer would work. You respect needing to know and, the approximate Well, yeah, exactly. Because you have to understand the order things occurred in. Right. But really what he made more important was the understanding of the events and how they related to one another. And that's what history is really important for, if you ask me. So the moral of the story is that if he pulls the troops out of wherever they are that he pulls them out of, like immediately, the he clearly failed history. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's a good point. He's failed a lot of subjects. Apparently, apparently English, math, um, English, uh, math um, reading comprehension. What's the word? What's the word for uh, not being a liar? Um, truthfulness. <laughs> I don't think that's a class, but it seems like a seems like a value you would learn in school. I don't know. I had a leadership class in junior high. <laughs> did I have any leadership classes? Man, no, we didn't. But we did have a we did have a um, government law class. That was very, very interesting. It taught us everything there was to know about how laws are made and why. I also had a class called COM. I'm pretty sure he would have failed that one. COM? Yeah. It's an acronym for what the class really was. But it was called COM. Our monkey? What the hell does it stand for? Not C O M. C A L M. Oh, that I really don't. Career in life management. Oh, I like that. That's a cool acronym. Uh huh. He failed that one too. Especially because of COM. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Oh, you should stop tweeting. You should stop tweeting. I don't see the tweeting as the issue. That's, that, that's, just the, that's just the venue where he's made a big mistake. The big mistake is saying shit that he shouldn't say. Right. I mean, if he tweeted out, had a great time delivering the State of the Union address, and I hope you're all with me um, on, my, on my issues that I've made a priority. Thanks for listening. Have a nice life. That would be hey this is mike and i just wanted to tell you that if you enjoyed the show and i truly hope you did you can subscribe on itunes or google play and not miss a single episode but if you happen to miss an episode uh, and you didn't find it on google play or itunes for some reason you could go to our website which is the nightly rant dot wordpress dot com like you know serial killer horror movie music people are screaming and yelling in the background yep yeah he comes with his own sound effects guy remember he's a reality show guy so this whole thing is a reality you watch there's gonna be a reality show when trump leaves office notice i didn't say when that would be right <laughs> but when he leaves office Whether he there will be a reality show uh, called potus i bet you God. You watch. Starring the orange POTUS. They should get a dude who plays Trump on, on SNL. Yes, to be the POTUS. That would be so funny. Who is that? Is that Alec Baldwin? Yes. Yeah, he's a funny dude. That would be hilarious. I need to watch more SNL. I need the laughs in my life. Well, I figured out, hey, I didn't tell you this. I figured out what I need to do with the recordings, okay? I need to go back through the schedules, and I need to take off that extra minute that I add at the end. Because it's creating conflicts the more shows we put in. Stop adding the minute. So if I don't add the minute, then it'll stop at 9.59 and the next one will start at 10. If I were you, if I were you, I would go in and uh, do it on your phone. It's faster that way? Because then you don't have to wait for the stupid box to load it. It does after you ever make changes to the show. So it's way faster on the phone. Okay. But that's what I believe is the answer. Okay. Because, because I was looking at why there were conflicts. And it was because a show was starting at 11 o'clock, a show was starting at 11 o'clock, and three other shows or four other shows were ending. And I was like, well, there's no reason. This is the only show at 11 o'clock that's recording. We have these four were were recording at at 10 o'clock. They don't end until 11.01, and this one starts at 11. There isn't a fifth slot. Do you know what the other culprit for it is? Those stupid little sneak peek things that are recording. Yes, because they put those wherever they feel like. Right. How do you get rid of them? You can't. You can't. They're, they're sneaky they, and they, they put them as an episode. Well, see, episode. see I, you know what I know happens? What? I believe, and I essentially, this is why I really am so intrigued by podcasting in general. What they're doing when you can record a television show is no different than what people who do live podcasts are doing. So they have the TV show and they air it. It's the first time it's ever been aired. But as soon as it's done, there's a live copy of it. You can download anytime you want to watch it up on the web. Uh-huh. Well, a podcast is the same thing. You can do a live podcast. When you're done, you've got a recording. You put it up on the web. People can go listen to it anytime they want. One's with video, one's with audio. It's the same exact thing. And it's intriguing that that is where... Is that what Adam and Dr. Drew do is live podcasts? Is that why you can yeah, call sometimes. in? Yes, sometimes. Well, no, they have call-in. I could do call-in. You should I could call set it up. during their recording? Yeah. I see. You have to advertise that time. <laughs> And you have to stick to that time, which we would be terrible at. Uh-huh. Um, if we were advertising that Collins were okay, we'd be better. But here's the deal. Colin is never okay. He's but, crazy. But here's the deal. 
I think it's interesting how media consumption has changed. Like, even the two kids, they don't really give a crap too much about television. They like their YouTube shows. Uh-huh. That's what they like. Uh-huh. And that's why they say, like, they're going to be building TVs where the Chromecast is built into the TV. Well, of course. Just like the Roku is built into the TV now. Freaking yeah. brilliant. But there are still teenagers who watch a crap load of TV. Yes. It's an environment thing. But most of them still watch a crap load of TV pre-recorded. Yeah. And that's my point. Most people do not consume their media while it's first launching. Look what? Even, commercials. God damn, even us. We have certain shows that we just don't like waiting a few extra days for. So we watch it the night of. But we always watch at least a half an hour into the show of something else before we start watching. That's so because... skip damn commercials. Especially when we watch things on MTV. MTV has the literal worst commercials. They're long, too. They're long. They're annoying. They're full of morons. Or they're those an- racist anti-tobacco commercials. Yeah. I hate that commercial. Yeah. Well... That's enough. You know what I'm saying. I think, I think it's just interesting that you know, you got a, a device in your hand now that's probably more powerful than computers were 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, okay, it's your mom's laptop. But your mom's laptop that just died uh-huh. like, not that long ago, right? It, it was probably not nearly as powerful as my iPhone 7 Plus. It was probably the equivalent of my iPhone 5. But it wasn't nearly as powerful. So my point is, I had a device in my hand that was more powerful than a laptop computer. Like, that's crazy. I would bet your 7 Plus is on, on par with your um, MSI gaming computer. Well, and right now, what I find amazing, because I have to push a lot of files from my phone, I find it amazing that they finally like did a good job of integrating Dropbox and Drive into there. Dropbox does a better job, though, because with Dropbox, you can change the file name when you're saving it. With Drive, you can't. The file name is what the file name is. You go into Drive and change it? Yep. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Just an observation I had that we now consume TV shows more. I mean, most people, a lot of people flat out don't even have cable anymore. They just have, you know, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. I don't really like YouTube. She just shocked herself on my hand. What don't you like? I I I don't like YouTube for the same reason I don't like podcasts. I don't particularly like unedited video. And I don't like mm-hmm. talk radio. The, and stuff I take... that, the stuff that the kids told me one second, they were edited, like, professional. It's still just somebody sitting there talking at the screen 99% of the time. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think you are the same mindset I was of until I asked them to show me some shows that they watch. I've watched and they're watching shows, shows that are produced, that have segments, that were written ahead of time, and then are edited professionally. And what you're watching wasn't recorded that day. It was recorded like four days ago because it took that long to edit it and mix it and put it together. I still don't like it. So my point is, it's no longer just raw video. People are like cleaning it up. It's really crazy It's what it's become. But I don't know, like, now you can even have, you know, YouTube TV for like $35 a month. Yeah. That's worthwhile. Especially since it includes YouTube Red and um, the music subscription with it as well. I mean, that's huge savings. Yep. So, 
Anyway, well, I think um, Mr. Yogi needs to go for his walk, so we probably should uh, roll in the sidewalk here on this show and call her an evening. What do you say, pretty girl? She says, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye.